0: When I started making a documentary about pigeon racing, I didn't think we'd end up
1: talking about sex on the radio. I said to you before, two ways of motivation are food and sex. Food is good, but you don't want to be starving them. They motivate better to sex, like all men. You know, like, they know the things you'll do to go, when you know you're on a promise. You know, the things you'll do to get that. So same for, same for all animals.
0: Or that i be told to wait at a Belgian train station to meet a pigeon agent. Hi Ian, how are you? you mean nice it. to meet you, yeah. Thanks very much for coming down. For no me. problem. It's my pleasure. Yeah. Or that an exploding rocket could be part of any pigeon race. Especially here on Pilmore Beach in Cork.
1: It's a nowhere. No, uh, that won't go, that won't blow out.
0: It's early August 2016, just after 8 a.m. That cooing noise in the background is the sound of 9,000 racing pigeons waiting to be released. This is like All-Ireland Sunday for pigeon men, and John O'Brien is about to light the fuse on a rocket.
1: Yeah, well, let's see now. He's been
0: working towards this race all summer.
1: Here we are. It's a loud old bang, so watch your ears there. There you go. One bang.
0: We started following him in May before he started chasing pigeons and his dream around Ireland. And we didn't think we'd be talking about doping and big money deals either. Right, buddy. That won't any of that stuff. We'll
1: just
2: run in and we get we get that in a minute.
0: We get the experiment in. buddy. The road to Pilmore Beach begins at John's home in Clendawcken. It's June, six weeks before race day. John is 31, his partner is Donna, and they have two small kids, JJ and Robin.
1: Yeah, bring turtle,
0: yeah, JJ is fanatical about ninja turtles, and John feels the same way about pigeons. Yeah, just give me
1: one second, buddy. just have to get it out, okay?
0: John was made redundant last year. But take a
1: smell of that. That's what they're bathing in, like, you know, it's lovely. I nearly have a bath on that myself. It's, it's all Epsom salts and stuff like that, but it's pigeon, poor pigeons, like, you
0: know. Right now, he's a stay at home dad who washes kids and pigeons. But he's hoping to breed future champions by pairing off some of his best birds.
1: This cock here, today I'm disgusted with him. I think he's gay. Because, I'm not disgusted because he's gay, but I'm disgusted because I'm not going to get an egg over. And now I was told that uh, it could be because his penis isn't big enough, say. So I, I trimmed the vent feathers here, cut all these feathers out and then cut his tail feather. Because when they're mating, the hen will sit down, jump on, uh, the cock will jump on her back and they'll go in so by And he can't get it in there because of his tail feathers are either too long or if so, cut the tail feathers a little bit and cut the vent feathers.
0: Sometimes these efforts at matchmaking, they don't always work out.
1: He should be loving life at the moment and getting on top of her every five minutes. But as I was said, I came out the other day and there he is sitting down on her, getting on top of her, getting on top of him. So I don't know what's going on, but she, can't, she hasn't got the bits to do it and he's definitely a cock, you know, and she's definitely a hen.
0: And John doesn't have a monopoly on these stories. Close your eyes, stick a pin in a map, and he won't be far from a pigeon loft in Dublin. Do they stay with the one partner or do they kind of, do they go with who's ever free on the night? Funny enough, you asked that one, is the hens are always faithful but the cocks are not. <laughs> we thought the capital's narrow gardens would give a wide view. The YouTube has a kind of more details of what to look into the eyes but still like... Someone like me, I, I just still can't get my brains around how to pick those spots in the pigeon eyes. This is Salim Khan. He lives just down the road. He's new to racing and John's helping him get ready for the season. On Pilmore Beach on race day, Eugene Fitzgerald and John are pulling open a map.
3: He, yeah, the east of the Common Mountains... They be coming up east to come out, they, but they might go. they actually be going either through Waterford, New Ross,
0: heading up that way. Eugene is the president of the Irish Homing Union, and they oversee pigeon racing
1: in Ireland.
3: I reckon, Balmore Fingless. All depend on how west kind of the of wind Duggan.
1: actually is. If the wind's heavy on the west they get pushed out more. More to but if the if it's more south, they'd stick to the motorways and and it, and it could be one on the south side. That, yeah. that's how, yeah. how it's one on the south side, you yeah. know? Well. They're
0: waiting for the organiser in Dublin, Henry Byrne, to give the all clear to liberate the birds as they call it.
1: it just depends the on where you find this area in this direction.
0: And debating what route the pigeons are gonna take. This isn't idle chat, it's critical information. A conversation they have every time they race with air traffic control in Dublin.
3: We tell them what time we're releasing at. We tell them what time they'll be hitting Dublin trucks. So they inform all their flights. And they also inform to other regional airports. So they know exactly. Tell the pilots to watch out for flocks, you know what I mean? Did he give you an idea what time he's going to go at?
0: This is Mick Warner. He's in charge of the liberation and anxious to get the birds away. He wants to know if there's any word from Dublin. I was
3: talking to him about 10 past seven and he was saying to me like what's the weather like getting the going the weather. So he said start getting
2: ready.
0: Five weeks before the race and John is going about his morning routine.
1: Yeah, Pick that up, bring the plate in. good
0: boy. It's always the same. He brushes his teeth and gets the kids fed. Then he goes straight to the pigeon loft to check on his birds. (whistles) Making JJ his breakfast, that's the easiest part of the day.
1: Yeah, I'll make a cup of tea, will I?
0: And the cleanest. He's checking pigeon droppings. When they're solid... It's a sign of good health.
1: This is perfect. Round droppings with, with a white cap. Perfect. Perfect droppings. All perfect. All along here, all perfect.
0: And if they're going to win, they need to be in this kind of condition.
1: So that, that, that's his health there. See this line around here, this, this, this colouring. You, you want that shining. The wattle on his nose, this white part of his nose needs to be clean and white, which it is perfect, you know? The inside of his mouth is nice and pink. The wing, you want full... Right now, if I put it up to the light, see those? Relaxio. See the tiny little pinholes here. That's a, that's a a, a parasite. It's not. It's 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 a small little parasite that feeds off their wings, but it puts little holes into their wings. You know. You know, I'll be looking for all that, and I'll be saying, do they need a do they need a drop of ivermectin on the back of them? She's one or two there along there. None up the top though, you know. I won't hold her too long. I don't want to stress her out too much. Like, you know, she's sitting on eggs. So.
0: Getting a pigeon ready to raise takes the right mix of food, grit, and medicine.
1: Now, we're going to feed the stockboards, yeah? So, will you go? Bit of that.
0: But the wrong mix could lead to a lifetime ban.
1: Well, this, is, this, is this their press? Is this it? is the, the pigeon press, the magic pigeon press. I have garlic granules, there's a little bit of meds here, P3, that's a probiotic after after a medication or anything like that, I'll mix that in with either glyco boost that has um glucose, garlic and a few different oils in it. This one here is pure garlic oil. It's called Luckily.
0: And before he races, John needs to check all his medicine against the list of banned substances. So when you're buying your medicine and your food I'll stuff meds, you have to my, check. My meds are over here. Most of the stuff that
1: the pigeon co- stores are are the the vets will give you will be not will, will not be banned, but the likes of this calcium penetrate or whatever you call that. I'm, I'm looking through here. I'm, I'm happy enough to say that all these brands like Jointel would be a big brand. Um, Fraser's would be a big brand. You're working off the same. They was, no, today. they would have that list now. And a, a lot of the drugs did change. A lot of them did change, and the, and the bottles and all changed change that they're in. Like you know, after this came out.
0: Four weeks before the race and I'm on my way to meet Eugene in Ringsend. But first I stop into Salim and his wife Nolin's shop on Street.
2: You won't, you won't send him out again then? Yeah.
0: Salim <laughs> moved from Bangladesh 19 years ago and he's in his first year racing pigeons. Nolin. Hiya, yeah, how are you? That's Robert
1: from oh,
3: RT. Robert. RT. The Ford man of
0: Alcatraz. <laughs> he and John are members of the same club in Klendalken only they're much younger than most of the other members, and they often use social media and YouTube for training tips. Is that something to do with a bird now, is it? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Just trying to see what John put it up um, on. Geomagnetic storms, what is that?
0: Training has evolved, it's become more scientific, but training a pigeon to race against a motorbike would surely raise a few eyebrows is
1: following
0: the owner. So he's on a motorbike yeah. doing about 70 kilometres an hour or yeah. more and the pigeon is flying beside him. Yeah. <laughs> That's
1: unbelievable isn't it?
2: Just flies beside him on the motorbike.
0: On Pilmore Beach, Henry Byrne is called from Dublin with a start time for the race. Now, so you in that
3: I just want to let you know, we're going a half eight. Half eight, okay. We're going a half eight. Okay, no problem. So we're going to go a half eight.
0: The thick fog might delay the release, but conditions are perfect.
3: The, the mountains, they're just clearing. There was a bit of fog in them there earlier on. They're clean Ah, they're clear. The, that is good, yeah, there. there's no wind. The, the fog is lifting. This is the hardest part now. Now you're about pigeons
0: getting out early. <laughs> and you can feel the anticipation.
3: Like a day we're standing here now, the sun is beaming down, like, looking out at Cable Island. We have something to look forward to today, like, you know what I mean? But, I mean, like, every man is in his lofts today. Everybody's waiting. There's only going to be one winner. Do you know what I mean? But, like... The best man will win at the end of the day. What you put into the sport, like, is you, you get out of it, like. Do you know what I mean?
0: But there's something else to think about. Hawks nest in this area, and they have a bit of form when it comes to attacking pigeon races. If this happened, it could scupper John's chances. Sometimes you definitely, you do hear
1: them, like, you know? Is there a hawk? Yeah. That's not that, that's not it. I definitely thought I, I, thought I heard it.
3: It's mid
0: July and we're in Eugene's kitchen in Rings End. He's a taxi driver, so his phone is always ringing. Runs to the airport, spins to Black Rock, lost pigeons.
3: Hello? How's it going, Christine? Did you catch the bird?
0: In the world of Irish racing, he's seen great champions like Jimmy Cullen and Joe Dorney.
3: No problem. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: And the introduction of GPS for every loft from Donnymede to Dundrum. We can check every fella's loft on the computer. They'll go
3: near his house. see he's racing to the right loft.
0: He's plenty of love for what the sport used to be in Ireland... And he's some concern for what it's becoming outside of Ireland.
3: In the in the sixties there now, most people would be on their bikes the basket pins on the back and with each club would have their own little space on the back platform. He'd mark the pins, put them in the box, and be talking to all the fellas from different parts of Dublin, bring them around and put them into two carriages. Then they release them and they had no hadn't really got me telephones. There's no weather forecast. He looked up, fell in Dublin. Looked up. He might have a little a bit of information in between, but we hadn't got forecasts like we used to have nowadays. Like we released them, but we always got the birds home. Remember, what it was about the birds. Always come home. nowadays. You get lost. So you don't come. Come back.
0: Pigeon racing now is a big deal in China, where businessmen are racing for six and seven-figure sums. Usain Bolt made headlines this summer, but a pigeon called Bolt made headlines when he was sold for stud for more than €300,000.
3: Only a fool would pay that money for pigeons.
0: They're buying birds from Belgium, the country with the biggest tradition of breeding champions.
3: Just because you paid 100000 for a young bird or a pigeon, doesn't mean you're going to win. How many, How many horses has... They had an O'Brien and they were only the end of hurlers or sh- jumpers or something. They didn't work out. Still a small guy, the small little backyard, and paid nothing while beaten. A lot of fellows are buying Belgian pigeons now, and they haven't been proved here. I think it's the environment. They're not acclimatised to the environment. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think... Something to do with the
0: arms, anyway. Like lots of Irish fanciers, some of John's birds were bred in Belgium. Only the most he'd pay is a couple of hundred euros. I wanted to see how the two worlds compared John's Belgian blue versus bold. So I went to Ghent in Belgium to find out. You're going to? Ghent. Ghent okay. An agent from the auction house that sold bold collected me from the train station. Hi Ian, how are you? you made nice it. to meet you. Yeah, thanks very much for coming down for no me. No problem, it's
3: my pleasure.
0: Yeah, is it much of a drive? It's like a 30 minute drive. Hello. They're called Pigeon Paradise or Pipa and this is Irwin. He's the IT guy.
2: Hello. Hello. I'm uh, Is Pleased meet yeah. Pleased to meet you. Rob.
0: And he's responsible for analysing all the data on their website. Between now and the race, John will check his phone a million times for weather reports. At the same time, fanciers around the world will log on to check auction bids for champion birds on PIPA's website has there ever been a particular race or a particular time when there's an awful lot of traffic has come into the site and Definitely. like almost crashed the site or whatever?
2: Definitely. We've had it several times, on, uh, especially on the Barcelona weekends, uh, and also once during an auction. The auction uh, uh, collected so much attention that uh, we had to postpone it. <laughs> we had a huge problem with our service and uh, uh, the auction was ending on Sunday and uh, everything went down and we just had to postpone the end of our auction until Monday. That's what happens.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Eugene says there's over 3,000 members in Ireland. But people sound like they're going viral. Say your website, what kind of traffic it does, or page impressions about, uh, over a year.
2: We visitors each day on the website, yeah. And uh, on, on really busy days, we have about a million page views in a single day.
0: A million page views. Yeah.
2: But that, that's, on, that's on top days, mm-hmm. like when there's a Barcelona flight and uh, everybody from the whole world is checking our website to see uh, which vision is first.
0: Has there ever, like, the traffic from Ireland feature on your web page? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: to be honest, I, I didn't really check. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think uh, anything uh, special occurred. We didn't notice. <laughs>
0: Eugene's attitude is to go with technology, but I was surprised to hear how close this technology is to making the perfect pigeon.
2: Uh, I did an, an experiment, actually, to uh, create an algorithm which determines which uh, pigeon is the best breeder and which pigeon is the best racer. <laughs> we, we have no practical application yet for the algorithm, but uh, it is there. <laughs> Just waiting on the shelf to be used someday. <laughs> I think the sport is becoming more professional and there's a younger generation of new pigeon fanciers who race pigeons professionally. Uh, They live by selling quality pigeons and they spend their days racing pigeons and and breeding and getting the most out of them.
0: On Pilmore Beach, the build-up continues, but Eugene isn't happy.
3: Why don't you get the rockets here. Don't let two Keep the
0: peregrines away. Any number of fates can befall a in pigeon. They can be blown off course or collide with power lines. But hawks are an even bigger problem. One attacker could scatter pigeons in every direction.
3: If there's any peregrine in the sky, we frightened them The birds get a chance,
1: know?
0: So they've come up with a solution.
1: You want to do a rocket there? Big.
0: And John is by the shore fixing a rocket into the sand.
1: Yeah, but it has to be, it has to come out of the ground. Like, you know, it has yeah, to go yeah. into the air. Not so soft, yeah, well, we'll see now. Here we are. Just a loud old bang, so watch your ears there.
0: They hope the bang will scare any hawks away.
1: There you go. Boom bang all the boards over there now, all gone. Look, look at them all gone. We won't go too much further. Two
0: weeks before the race, back in Dublin, and Salim is called to say his birds won't be ready in time. But John and JJ are pushing on, driving down the N81 on a training run.
1: What's your new teacher's name? Michelle yeah. That's all, there's only one teacher. In the there's only one teacher? You haven't got a helper anymore?
0: They're chanting in the front and there's a basket of pigeons in the back.
1: We're going to get out of the car now, in two minutes, OK. We're nearly there, right? You're just a bit tired, are you? You'll be all right. It's a bit warm.
0: They pull into an industrial estate 20 miles from Clendalkan.
1: Right, pigeons. What? Get the water
0: John shows me the line of flight
1: But but they've been here a few times They should come out Maybe do one little lap and go whoop.
0: And JJ pulls the latch on the basket
1: JJ loves setting them off don't you buddy? (coughs) Now hatch (laughs) They're away Maybe one little torn look But they know where they are and they'll still be home before us.
0: And so are we.
1: Right, buddy, jump in there now. Okay. Get home before the pigeons, yeah? But no speed, remember? Okay. Not low speed, aren't we not? No. you have a race with them. We're just seeing can we get home before them, okay? Huh.
0: John is trying to find the birds out the windscreen of his car. How high up would they fly, you know, we've seen them taking off there.
1: They, can go, they can go pretty high, all depending on the pressure. Sometimes, all depending on the wind as well. The wind's not, they'd be pretty high today. pressure's high. See the cloud, the cloud is very high today, like, you know. Um, so it, it, it's high enough pressure, but they would, uh, they would go high in that. But All depending on the wind. If the wind is too strong and the wind's against them, they go low. And they go between the trees, because the wind, they don't like the wind on their wall, you know. And that's the wattle, Is how they actually see. They see through the wattle, they feel through the wattle. You know?
0: At the same time, he's given a race report, testing the performance of his pigeons against his micro.
1: And how, how fast are we going now? We're going about 100 kilometres uh, an hour, the legal limit for this road. Maybe a tad bit over it. But um, they'll, uh, they'll, they'll be doing around the same. You know, They'll be doing around the same. The wind's behind them. Like, my, my my pigeon that came home in three hours, 37 minutes, averaged averaged over, over 80 miles per hour. That's like, what, 120 kilometres. I can hardly get this up to 130 kilometres, do you know what I mean? And the pigeon averaged that. So those points where they went faster, went slower, that's in a straight line. That, that's worked out in a straight line from point to point, from start to my loft.
0: But having pigeons and trying to make ends meet can be a tough balancing act, especially when you're looking for work.
1: you not get me wrong, sometimes we're broke and the missus will be moaning at me. I can't uh, we, I can't even afford petrol, like, you know, I can't even afford to, to actually train them, like, you know, I can't even afford to pay the fella to train them. Sometimes I can't even, I haven't even got enough petrol to drive up to the fella, you know, and to, to give him the pigeons, so, you know, it is what it is.
0: It's Friday evening in Clendalkin, the day before the race. It sounds like we're in a busy supermarket, but the barcodes being swiped belong to birds, not baskets of shopping. John is going to race 35 birds. There's a chip attached to the pigeon's foot that IDs the owner and records the race time.
3: There's a chip in the ring. All the numbers correspond with all the rings that we went through. So now I sign it, he signs it, another man signs it. So it's, everything is above board.
0: Tomorrow afternoon, this beeping sound will signal from back gardens all over Dublin. Most lofts are fitted with a landing pad and they clock the pigeon when it returns
3: as soon as it hits the ball with clock it goes in, it goes in every day of the week
1: but the old system was a grab joke and, and you'd be breaking feathers and you'd be breaking this, that the pigeon got scared of you and you're losing time which is, which is the most important thing in race day time is of the essence you don't want a pigeon land on the roof because your friend is clocking down the road and your pigeon's on the roof you have the winner but you supposed to come in so it's forcing in the clock, four two the clock is the winner it's the highest velocity and that's the way it is with them.
0: What he means is pigeon lofts are scattered all over the city, so the winner is the bird that records the fastest average speed.
3: You want to make a film star out when you do, you All film stars.
0: I just want to know what prize money you're racing for.
1: Just, it, there is a few, but it's not, there's nothing really. You know what I mean? You'd want to... What would the most be in, 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 the, in the open? That's what race and what In the open, it could be... There's a thousand pounds for the bus. Oh, four. Four, six, eight. I'm going About three
0: that's a couple of hundred quid for tomorrow, but it can be over a thousand for some of the bigger races. And there's something I've been wanting to find out since we started recording. After all the years that you've been in it, have you, ever fi- have you figured out, like, what is it in them that kind of brings no, them home? No. <laughs> You'd never find that out, even the scientists tried.
3: No, they go around in a ring, they do this,
0: they do that. I don't think anybody, we don't know. Oh, that's a mystery. <laughs> I they have kind of a special sensor in their body.
1: And another theory is that they have like a dial in their head. This is what was saying they feel their way home. So,
0: in half an hour, the pigeons will be brought in crates and driven down the country in an Arctic truck. When do you reckon you're going to be loading up, John?
1: Um, in the next couple of minutes, I say. I think they're the last ones to go through. Once they're through, oh no, I'll do, I'll do. So Once they're just about finished, we'll start throwing up. So yeah, really bad.
3: Full crank, full crank to hand. Full crank. one 3 4
0: It's the night before the race on Pilmore Beach and John is reflecting on where it all started. a block of red-brick flats on the corner of Bride Street and Kevin Street in Dublin. This is, the
1: old flats.
0: This is where John grew up.
1: And the, and the roof as well, see that roof, those flat roofs. They they obviously built onto them, you know? They were all flat, because people used to have pigeon locks up on them. People, out would work in the 80s and stuff like that. And, like, people would've went mad if they hadn't got their pigeons. I, was, I would've went mad after, after I got my ever done. You know, if, if I hadn't got my pigeon so...
0: His interest in the sport was handed down by his grandad and helped along by a tradition of pigeon racing, once rooted in inner-city communities like this one.
1: See the smaller loft? That's as probably as big as they would have been. They would have, some of them would have took up the whole part of... See, when you, you look at here, see from where the door to the window is? That whole part of the veranda. You know, some of them would have took up.
0: All this is what he's racing for and will be racing against in the morning.
1: All right, lads, anyone still keeping pigeons around here? Not anymore. There's a fella that feeds the pigeons here now. He goes down to Duns every yeah. morning, you know you, man? He buys a bag of feed. Boys about, no, he buys about t- 10 loaves, 20 loaves each, man. He does, he he's mad. You yeah,
3: yeah, so know that fella? I call him
1: the Boardman man of ivy. And they were Cambridges on a Friday. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah, for their yeah. special yeah. You know, you know yeah. with,
1: with that expensive jam yeah. from those little yeah. places up in Ratgar. Ah, yeah.
0: Eugene is on the road to Pilmore Beach. It's the morning of the race and a report of a failed drug test at the Olympics in Rio comes on the radio.
1: A sucker punch. On the eve of the Rio Olympic Games beginning, reports of a failed drugs test in the Irish camp. The man who'll carry the flag for the
0: opening
2: ceremony, Paddy Barnes, provided some reaction from Rio, asking the reporter
0: who... I've been reading up on doping in pigeon racing, and I asked Eugene if there's ever been any cases in Ireland.
3: So, we had a positive test there last year, and um, we asked a man did he want his sample done and he said, no. So, he got suspended for five years. I say he was giving him treatments that contained something that he didn't realise was a bad substance. i bought stuff himself over the counter you're stuff that's made in these phone calls. It's not giving you what the contents are. If you buy a, a Panadol, on the back of the pack, it'll tell you what's, what, what, what's in that Panadol. Then you go, if you're an athlete, you go to your reference book, and you see there's anything in there that's a bad substance. So that's the way it is, you know.
0: And I'm surprised at how far the sport will go to catch the dopers using Olympic-style testing.
3: Special cage put your boards in the man puts about 10 of his pigeons in and after a while they do a few drops before the race and then takes the pigeons back out slide out the white paper he's there watching you he mix all the droppings up split them into two halves an A and the B. they go into a sealed container and it's sealed with a number and that's recorded on the shield and the B is recorded on the shield so you have an A and a B sample. So both samples are sent over to South Africa. It actually it acts as a warning that you're gone for five years.
0: It's 8.25am on Pilmore Beach. We're just minutes from the start. The weather is good. The rockets have been launched, and John is racing to pull a protective curtain clear from the trucks. Once we pull the
1: curtain, we'll have a quick look then, and uh, make sure all the baskets are, all the seals are gone. Now, with the all air, I double-checked already, but just, just to give them, to give them a toward little, yeah.
0: Back home in Clendalkin, J.J., Donna and Robin are waiting for the pigeons to return.
3: Ma, don't, Ma, don't you have
2: to whistle the, 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 when they have to come in? Yeah, we have to whistle when we see them and then they'll come and land here on the land board and go in here. I've put food down for them already, though. I well, check The out. ones that are already in there, so the birds that are going to come now, they'll see them all eating their food and they'll, come, they'll land on the boat.
0: Two minutes to go and there's a double check to make sure all the baskets are open.
3: Two minutes. John, check all your catches now. We've yeah, got to check them all on this side,
0: all on that side. We're warned to stand out of the way.
3: You're standing in front of them now, and you'll be probably in tele hospital before you know it. It'll <laughs> so, be some sight to see these pieces getting out now. The way, like you know.
0: John and Mick hurry into position. They're stood back to back between the trucks, waiting to pull the release levers.
3: Hi right, lads, twenty seconds.
0: And Mick is going to call the pull.
3: I'm not ready, it's too late. There are, right? Like, there's nothing in there. You can pull that, like. Lads, get ready. Ready? Ready? Pull! boards gone. Unbelievable. I'd say definitely two and a quarter of hours. I'd say the boards now, I'd be disappointed now if they're not doing 1700 yards a minute today. When it's a good day today to be bombing in like four at a time, five at a time, you know what yeah, I mean? That is, you know.
0: Back in Clendoggan, Donna gets a text from John telling her the pigeons went at half-eight.
3: John said the earliest from here was 1.35, but that was old birds, young birds. It normally takes two
0: to two and a half hours. They're waiting, and we're chasing back to Dublin in Eugene's car, trying to track the pigeons along the route. They went at half-eight on the button. On the button,
3: yeah. And you see the mountains They won't go to the left. they go straight through the gaps, wherever they the lower point is there. Go. The wind determines what way the boats are going, and if you're on the right side of the city, for the term you might top the federation.
0: Clendalkin is on the right side of the city, which means John has a decent chance of making the best time.
3: Only when he he won the ones from Wales, I couldn't believe it. All the way from Wales to here, it was just like, well, he's chuffed with us. I'm delighted having him when your race. Well, let's hope he does well in this race today.
0: The birds continue in a tight bunch, passing over Kilkenny, then Carlow, then Kildare.
3: They're probably around Carlow now.
0: Until they hit the outskirts of Dublin. I'd say now,
3: I'd say they're probably well in towards
0: Kildare. From the kitchen window, JJ sees one coming.
2: and then yay, what time is it? See that? And they're
0: streaming into the loft two hours and 13 minutes after leaving Pilmore Beach. Another one, is That was
3: about six or seven. I think he's going to do well. I think, out. Do you know I think he's going to do well. I'm just going to text him the time, 10
0: Sunday morning, the day after the race, and I ring John to find out how he got on. Hello? How are you getting on? How, you, how did the bird get on? Um, not bad, yeah. I went on the this there. Um, it was quick enough.
1: They definitely came up the land. Um, It's just, I, they're just not good enough. I hope this is from 10 to half 10, they'll be back. And they were back at half ten, just mine were back at half ten. The pigeons were though, you know, and and mine were back, what, ten minutes later, like, you know. You can't, you can't, you can't just let wreck wreck ahead too much, like, you know, you just have to think about next week's race, like,
0: you know. He explains that his birds finished down the field and that it didn't really matter where they finished anyway.
1: Well, I'm just happy to get the birds back then, you know.
0: The world of pigeon racing has been changed by developments in Belgium and China. But some scenes don't change, like a father passing on his passion to his son.
1: An egg. Someone dropped an egg. This one was only laid. Literally, it was popping out of the egg about three hours ago. Yeah, look. There he is. We'll hold him. Scissors. Scissors, remember?
0: And no one knows what the future holds for pigeon racing. All John knows is there's another race to be run and another opportunity is going to come along.
1: For his legs. Yeah, through there. I can. You can, what are you afraid of? Put your hands through, grab him. Yeah.
0: So you never know, JJ could be holding a future champion.
1: No, no, grab us grab with the scissors, remember? Scissors. Why? Oh, he has
3: sharp nails. He
1: has got sharp nails. <laughs> See, I was in here before and he just walk in and the went.